0: Okay, uh, good morning. I think let's start. Today's shiru is for Rafuah of Chanabas Naomi, Ella, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Zilig Yehuda, Ben Yechiski Yautzvi, and Shlomo Ben Yehuda. And today's daf is daf vov. I'm going to go from the fifth last line of He Amud Bey's 5D. So... The Gomorrah brings a price that says, If someone carries from a shop, a store, into the palti, into the plaza, by way of the colonnade or the stands, he's chayef, Ben Azai Potter, and Ben Azai says he's exempt. He hasn't transgressed um, carrying. Just what are all these places? So chanus, we would know, it's a shop. So in the shop, too, that's definitely a reshuz hayochit. This um, Stiv, the colonnade, basically they used to have in front of the shops, they would have like built in uh, tables or pillars or benches which they would put some of their wares. I'm not sure if it was from the shop owners or like more like the flea market part of it, but they would have uh, built in uh, tables and it was often under a colonnade with a shaded. Uh, with the, with the roof on top for like shade. But that's the stiv which is a karmelis because you can't just walk there. There's all these benches and people selling their items there in the way so it's a carmelis. And then the paltia is the Rishu a plaza. So to translate that into the, the so again the example is if you're carrying from a store through the paltia through, sorry through the stiv into the Paltia, I from uh, Roshus Hayochid threw a caramelis into uh, Roshus Harabim, so the Chachomim say you have, and Ben says you potur. Yeah, but wouldn't the shops have been closed on Shabbos? But maybe you're living there. Maybe you wanted to get something from the shop. Be not. What I'm saying, uh, maybe someone needed, uh, could be the owner or maybe a friend of the owner needed some, uh, needed some more fruit for dessert or something like that, and he went into the shop to get it. It's not. Uh, um, I don't think that's such a problem. Um, yeah, and Ben Azai says, so says, I understand why Ben Azai says you're exempt in this case, because walking is like stopping. Aye, as soon as you walk from the Rishus <clears> HaYachid <throat> through the Carmelis, it's as if you've stopped in the Carmelis, and therefore you've carried from Rishus HaYachid to a Carmelis, and then when you carry on walking from the Kamelis into the Harabim, again, it's a new walking. So you haven't done, you haven't gone from a rishus HaYochid to a Harabim, which is when you Chayev, remember that's when it's a But you, you've gone from a rishus HaYochid into a Karmelis or a Karmilis into a Harabim, which as we said is Potur. Remember this, this is a good example of the language. Chayev um, means Osu Doraisa, Potur means you Potur from Doraisa, you haven't done an Isu but it's still Osudrabona. So it says, nahi nami to dami." Granted, the Rabbis hold that walking is not like stopping. So you haven't done a hanoch or akira in the karmelis. It's as if you've you've done the Hanochah in the rishus ayachit and you've done the, you've done the akira in the rishus ayachit and you've gone into the through the karmelis into rishus harabim and now you've done the hanoch. Where do we find in such a scenario that you Chayev? When the Torah says you Chayev for carrying from Rishul Sayochid to Rishul Sarabim, that's when you go straight from Rishul Sayochid to Rishul Sarabim. Where do we ever see that if you carry from Rishul Sayochid through a Carmelis into Rishul Sarabim that you Chayev? So the Gemara, Umar Rav Safra, Omer Ami, Omer Rav Safra says in the name of Rabbi Ami, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Miri dahave ama vechaifetz Bershus Sarabim now, it's similar to someone who carries in Rishus HaRabim. Now, remember, if you pick up an item in Rishus HaRabim, you're not allowed to walk more than four Amos. If you do walk four Amos, then when you put it down, you chayev. Or when you stop walking, then you chayev for walking Dalit Amos in Rishus HaRabim. Now, what the proof is going to be, I'll just say it before we see it inside. What happens if you carry it eight Amos? Or twenty amos, or forty amos. Or you start? You pick up an item, and then you walk past four amos, and just carry on walking and walking and walking, and then you put it down twenty meters down the road. There, you were chayav as soon as you walked four amos, and the whole rest that you walked is potu. You're not held accountable for that. You're already chayav your chattas. So that's what the point says. It's similar to someone who carries a perush sarabim. as long as he's holding it and walking, potter he's exempt for the additional walking. when he puts it down is chav. That's no difference here. Okay, because what have you done there? You've walked the first four amos, which makes you chav. Then you've walked another few amos. Which you all exempt for? You're not going to be chayav achatos on those four amos. So those are like potter. Those are similar to the Carmelites. And then when you put it down, it's like back in the ruches So we see from the we can we're using that as a precedent that if you carry from a chayav to through potter to chayav, you, you're still chayav. hasam kol It says you can't compare the cases. It says over there in ruches wherever you would put it down, you chayav. As you can't say it's really a mock on potter because if you would put it down after five hamas or six hamas or seven hamas or eight hamas, wherever you put it down, you would be chayef. Whereas in the carmelites, when you put it down, you would be potter. From Rosh Hashayachah to the carmelites, you'd be potter. So, so, that can't be the source. So, what did you want to ask? What do you mean? Yeah. Well, the, you did the initial akira. Will yeah, you well, you have an akira and a hanocha together? Yes. Yeah. So you do akira first. First four amos. Yeah. No, so because that's when the chiyuv kicks in. If you would do a hanocha, then you would be chayav. <laughs> You haven't done it, but I'm saying when you put it down that you hire for walking what we're saying is you hire for walking those first four amos. What you have on walking, what you have on carrying, the first four amos. doesn't matter when you put it down, but that's when you hire for. If you never get past those first four amos, you never get higher. So you hire for walking those first four amos. And the rest that you walk When you put it down, yes. And then the rest that you walk you're not really chayav for because you're already chayav from walking those first four amos. You're right when you put it down, but that at the end of the day it seems to be the answer. No, wherever you would put it down, you chayav. So you can't really say that it's not. A mokom potter. It's not like, I don't want to use a mokom potter. It's not where you would be potter for carrying into there like the Kamis get. So, Oh, we can learn it from the case of someone who carries exactly four Amos. So it's awesome. If we would put it within four Amos, i.e., he would pick it up in Rosh Hashanah and walk three Amos and put it down, he would be potter. And then he puts it down at the end of the at the end of four amos, after walking four amos, he would be So to hear, there's no difference. Again, in regards to carrying four amos in Rishus Harabim, there's a gap where you are potter for. There's the Rishus Harabim, the four amos that you carry in it, that you not chav for, and then once you've hit four amos and you put it down, then you that's where you have. So the middle you part. So it's the same as going from Rishus Harabim, Rishus Hayofit through Carmelis into Rishus Harabim. So there we see that you are chayav. So, so in our case you'd be chayav. So he says, "No, me domi gavra He says, "No, you can't compare the cases. Regarding this person, you write those first few amos that he's carrying it a potter for him. Regarding the rest of the world, it's uh, he's chayav. So how I understand it, another way of phrasing it is that." It's intrinsically a place where you are hive. The whole Roshus Arabim. Granted, if you picked up the, if you individually picked up the item and then went four am um, the first four Amas, you're not well the first three and a bit Amos, you're not high for only on the fourth Amma, that's your personal scenario, but it is a mockam that is intrinsically high for carrying there. That is Roshus Arabim, whereas a Kamalis is not intrinsically an area that you have. So we're still struggling, where's our precedent that if you walk from Rishusha Yochitz? to a Rishus HaRabim via a you should be chav. We don't see in the Torah that. It says, No, it's where you go from the Rishus Hayochid into the Rishus HaRabim through the sides of the Rishus HaRabim. The sides of the Rishus HaRabim are steps or whatever, but no one really walks there. So it's not real Rishus HaRabim because almost like, I mean not the pavements because that's where you're supposed to walk, but if, everyone travels in the streets and the pavements or the grass by the wall of the house, it's no one really walks there. So it's not rishus, actual Rishus HaRabim. If you would put it on the sides of the Rishus HaRabim, you'd be exempt. And if you'd put it down in the actual Rishus HaRabim, you'd be ha'ev. So to our case, you would not be ha'ev. Oh, so now we have a good precedent. If you carry from Rishus HaYochid, the terei rishus harabim. So you walk onto the. Let's assume you know um, a lot of our houses, a lot of our streets are built with the. There's the wall of the house, then there's the grass, and then the pavement. So let's assume the pavement is rishus harabim, the house is the rishus hayochid, and the grass is uh, terei rishus harabim. People don't really walk there. So if you would walk from your house and put it in the terei rishus har, ha, rishus harabim. You'd be potur. But if you carry from your house and put it down in the pavement, you'd be chav So so to hear, if you carry going through the from a carmelit going through a carmelitz, you'd be chav Um it says, Dami. This is all very well according to the Rabonan, who hold the sides of Rushus Sarabim are not like the Rushus Arabim El Rebelazer, Rebielezer according to Rebel. Rebbe Bilezer to Amar Rishus dami Rabbi Leza says the size of the Rishus Rabbim that grass just outside of the wall of your house has the actual status of Rishus Rabbim my my what would you say where would he learn the source for the rabbis that if you carry it through a Carmelis Rishus Yaqed Carmelis Rishus Rabbim and put it down Rishus Rabbim you have so eler of acha breder of ika Omer-Dushmais, Rav Acha said to him, "When does Rabbi Eliezer hold that the, Rishus, the sides of the Rishus Harabim have the same status of the Rishus Harabim? Where there aren't um, stakes or fences, but where there are stakes or fences, we don't see that he holds it like the Rishus Arabim. He would also hold it." not exactly like Rishus Arabim. and therefore it would be comparable to that case. What's these stakes? So this is similar, you know, like people put on the pavement outside their house so you can't drive onto the grass. So if some people, they would do that because if there are people traveling with their wagons and their animals and stuff down the road and your house, remember, a lot of their houses or the wall of the houses was built right up to the Rishus HaRabim, it's going to get knocked and damaged. So you put stakes along, a little bit away from the wall so that nothing bumps into the wall. And so that area, Rebbe Eliezer would agree, in that case it has the status of the sides of the Rosh HaRabim, because it's definitely not made as the main thoroughfare. When do the sides of the Rosh HaRabim have the status of Rosh HaRabim? Where there aren't those stakes, when it's like just the grass and any overflow, whenever there's a crowd walking past your house, then definitely some... It would overflow onto the sides of Rishusha Rabbim and therefore it has a status of Rushus Rabbim. Just a very interesting point I heard discussed. So, in summary, the rabbis hold, and we found the precedent for it, if you carry from Reshus Hayochid through a Carmelis into the Rushus Rabbim, you'd be high of carrying. Because you didn't stop in the Carmelis. Again, like we saw yesterday, if you stop according to the and that's a Hanocha. So then you carry from Rishush HaYochit into a Carmelis and did a Hanukkah there. You potter. You're not allowed to. It's the But you do not have Ishu Shabbas. And then when you start walking from the Carmelis into the Rishush HaRabim, again, you did a Hanukkah in a... you did an Akira in the Carmelis. So it's only an If you carried straight through, you'd be chav. And we've seen our precedent, like someone who carries from their house... Through the cedar Rosh Hashanahim into the Rosh and puts it down. He's hive there. So we see, even if you, we see that if you carry through a, a pot potter's place, you are still hive on Shabbos. Ben azai held that if you only that walking is like stopping. So they ask on the, the question on Ben azai is how do, one of the ways of one of the ways of carrying you mentioned is carrying it for Amos and Rosh Hashanahim. Uh, this, When you're carrying from Rishus HaYochid to Rishus HaRabim, I mentioned this yesterday, there's no shir. If it's a thin fence between Rishus HaYochid and Rishus HaRabim and you go between that, you've transgressed carrying. If you do that Kiran and Anocha, one in, in each of them. But one of the other ways of transgressing carrying is going Dalit Amos in Rishus HaRabim. According to Rabbi Ben-Azai, that walking is the same as an Akira and a hanoha, how do you ever transgress doing a, tra- walking Talat Amos in Rishish Harabim? Every step you take is considered an Hanukkah and a new Akira. and a new Akira. So you never, it would be the same as, according to us, you walk three Amos and you stop. You walk three Amos and you stop. You walk three Amos and you stop. You've never walked four Amos that you have. So according to Ben Azai, when would you ever have to? So I heard, apparently the Rishalmi says, no, it's when you jump. So uh, Rabbi Kiva Ege said, wait, that's very strange. So you're telling me, we know there's a famous xaira why don't we shake Lulav on Shabbos or blow Shofar on Shabbos? Because uh, we worried that you'll carry it either to Shul or to the expert to find, to check that you can do it correctly, etc. But we worried you're carrying According to Benazin, our is we're worried that you're going to be bouncing four Amos, four Amos, four Amos. Now I didn't think it's such a good question. That's how I must look into the source because... The concern is you'll carry it from Rishus Ayochid into Rishus Arabim, and from the Rishus Arabim into the Rishus Ayochid. Not necessarily that you'll carry it down and Rabim, unless maybe that's the way they phrased the exera. But apparently, his son, Rebbe Kiva had a, a grandson, had a famous grandson, Rebbe Bela who became a Chassidish, a big Hasidish Rebbe. In stark contrast to his uh, grandfather, Rebbeim Aiger, he became a Chassidish Rebbe, and apparently he asked him. He says, "No, when you're going to do." So he says, "That's a very strange way to make the xaira that we're having. We're discussing a case where the person is jumping." So he said, "No." He says, "When you're doing a mitzvah, you're going to blow shofar, you're going to shake." Lulav, that should be the normal way that you're so enthusiastic you're jumping as far as you can to get there as quick as possible. Okay, uh, I'd say it's more a cute idea than a halakhic idea but it's a very interesting question. According to Ben Benazai, how do you ever transgress carrying four amos in a Rishis harabim? Because as each step you take it's a Hanoha and a new akira and the next step you take is a hanocha and a new and then, a, then when you step from that spot new akira so you're never moving four amos at once. Okay, did you, to, did you want to ask did you want to answer that? Okay. Um ben Rabbi Yochanan says, Ben Azai agrees if you throw, I if you throw from the Rishisa Yochid through the Stiv into the Rishisa Arabim, I threw the carnival into Rishisa Rabim, you'd be high. Of. And they bring that what Rabbi Yochanan is trying to highlight is the reason behind Ben Azai is not because it's not the way that of carrying I to go through a exempt place into a rishis, from a Rishus HaYochit into Karmelist, into Rishus HaRabim. Where do we see in the desert that they ever did that, that you should be high? And therefore, maybe that's his reasoning, because then you'd be potter for throwing as well. What Rabbi Yochanan's highlighting, the exa- why Rabbi Ben-Azai holds you exempt, is because each step is a hanocha and, and then when you step from that mark, when you take the next step, that's a new Akira. So that's why um, that's the reason behind Ben Azayntai in Tanya Hamoitzi meichanos lepaltia If you go from a shop to the plaza by way of the stiv, the colonnade or the benches, you would be chayav. Echora moitzi ve'echora machnes, whether you're going out or in, ve'echor hazorek, whether you're throwing, ve'echora moishit, or whether you're just stretching out through it. Since so Ben Azay says no, If you carry it in or out, you'd be potur, hamoishig v'hazorek chayav. But if you stretch out over it and pass it or you throw it past it you'll be chav and uh, so again Ben Azai's principle the reason you potter is because each step you take is a new Akira and Anacha so you've gone from rishus Yachid into a karmelis, and then from a karmelis into a Arabim, not from a rishus into a karmelis. Tonra Abonan Dalit Rishuyos and Shabbos there are four types of Rishuyos and Shabbos I'm recording the Halachas of carrying on Shabbos there are four different areas and obviously carrying they each have their own Definition that we're going to go through now and they also have carrying between them their own set of rules. What are they? Rishus HaYochid a private domain Rishus HaRabim a public domain Karmelis another Rishus HaYochid or Rishus Rabim, and Mokom Potur an exempt place. Aizuhi Rishus HaYochid What's Rishus HaYochid? So Choret Shehu I make Yud V'Roch of Dalet Ditch that is ten Tvokhim deep, and has an area, or at least as wide, as four Tvokhim. Why is that a Because the sides of the ditch count as the walls. And any area that is surrounded by walls, ten Tvokhim ha, and is obviously minimum size of four Tvokhim, is a Rishush HaYochid. Um, similarly, the geder who hu govoa yud Dalad zuhi rishus hayochid gemurah. And so to a wall which is higher than 10 fochim ha and is dalad tfochim wad, on top of that would also be a rishus hayochid because the wall, the heart of the walls, going up until the top of the wall, count as the walls of the small area, the small rishus hayochid. One second. Zuhi rishus hayochid gemurah. This is a complete Rishus We'll see, the Gemara is going to ask why the emphasis, yes. The maximum, the minimum, the minimum, the minimum de- definition of Rishus Hayochit is that it has a fence, which the walls of the ditch, or the sides of the wall, the pillar going up, count as, and, and a length of Fort Wachim. Smaller than that? Smaller than that would be something else, not a Rishus Hayochit. A mockum petur or bottle to rishus harabim or something like that. What's considered rishus harabim? So paltia the streets or the main plazas, the main town squares. Umavos mavos that are open to rishus harabim on both ends. Zuhi rishus harabim kamura. This is a complete rishus harabim. Um, let me just mention what a Mabui is because that we're going to discuss quite a few times the standard style of their streets their cities would be that have main streets Um, this would be a Mabos Mufulasho it's open on both ends a main street well sorry they'd have a main street and then they would have in between those streets side streets or alleyways and those those alleyways are called the Mabui now the question, so most Mabwis were like cul-de-sacs. They were only open on one end. But here we're discussing a Mabwis that opens on both sides between the Rishus harabim, that counts as a Rishus um, Yeah. Also, just back a step, they would have many houses, generally, they'd have many houses opening onto a communal courtyard, so, a few houses built around a communal courtyard. Next to that, a few houses built around the communal courtyard, similar to a complex. And then those would open onto the Mabui. And then the Mabui would open onto the, the main street. Yeah. Just uh, two halakhas that come up um, worth mentioning is firstly, for it to be a Rosh it has to be at least 16 amos wide. Approximately four meters, if it's narrower, if the street, this Mabu that we're discussing is less than that, then it's not a Rishus Arabim, Doraisa. And then there's a whole big discussion, these Mabumu, these streets that are open on both ends, what do we mean? What happens if it's a walled city and it runs up to the gates? So if the gates are kept open, okay, then it's open on both ends, but if those gates are closed at night? Okay, the big discussion around this exactly the definition of these main streets, um, but let's, uh, let's carry on. Um, now, so we've defined Rishus Hayochid. We've defined Rishus Harabim. Aymotzi in Rishus Hayochid, zul Rishus Harabim. Zuv Aymachnis in Rishus Harabim. Zuv Rishus Hayochid. You're not allowed to carry from Rishus Hayochid to Rishus Harabim, or from Rishus Harabim to Rishus Hayochid. Ve'im hoitzi ve'hichnis. If you go in and out from one to the other, if you do it by mistake, it would be or it If you do it on purpose, it's korish and stoning. Uh, if you did it on purpose, but uh, with warning and adim, then Bezdin would put you to death with skiller. If you did it on purpose, but there were no adim, or you weren't warned, or something like that, then the person would get korish for breaking Shabbat. Aval, however, yam. Bika, the istavinas, the karmelis, a sea uh, a valley or open field. Istavinas is a colonnade, that's the stiv we mentioned in the previous suya, or a uh, Karmelis, an actual carmelis, ain't a lok excuse me, ain't arabim the ayochid, they're not like a Rushus Arabim and they're not like a Rashus Hayochid. But like um what does it mean not like Rashus Harabim and not like a Rasus Hayochid? So they're not like a HaYochid because they don't have walls around them, they don't have fences around them. Remember, part of the definition of a rishus HaYochid was, we're uh, fenced in with a fence that's ten Fochim Ha. and they're not like a rishus harabim, because they're not made. People don't walk there. People don't walk through the sea. Travel through the sea at, in mass. People don't uh, walk through the colonnade. As we mentioned, people don't walk through the colonnade. It's for People, to they set up their wares there, etc. It's their benches in the way. So those are, what's their status? You're not allowed to carry within them. If you do carry within them, you potter. It's only Osudra to carry in them. And you're not allowed to carry from a rishus Arabim into them or the other way around, or from a rishus into them or the other way around. So Carmelis is... It's a area... It's a rabbinic area. This Carmelis... And it has a, its it standalone standalone rules. It's like a rishus HaRabim that you're not allowed to carry in it. You can't carry four armors within a Karmelis. Unlike a Rishush HaYochit, you know, you're allowed to walk around your house in your garden without limit, carrying there, but a Karmelis you're not allowed to. But, it's, but that's only an Isu Drapodant or right, I so you could. And the other point is it's it's its own definition. You can't just carry from the other Rishush HaRabim into it or from it into them. Then it says, "Chazeros shel rabbim, shared courtyards. U'mavos or mavos these streets that are not open-ended." So remember that I explained. Remember, they used to have a few houses opening into a joint courtyard, or and those courtyards used to open to a street which was generally closed on one end and open into the street on one end. It says those... What's there, A ruva. if you make an Eruv, it's Mutar. Lo Irvu Asurim. If you don't make an Eruv, it's Asur. not going to go into now how you make an Eruv. There are two... Well, let me mention there are two basic criteria. Shituf. you need to join everyone together. That's what they join a meal together and it's kept in one of the hu- one houses for everyone. And you need some, uh, like for the Maboy, you need, um, as we'll see over the page, either a Lehi or a Koyre. We'll discuss this over the page. Um, now, Odom Oimed Ala If for person standing on a threshold. This is now discussing a Mokom So we've discussed Rishusha Yochid, rishus Rabim and Carmelis. And now we're going on to Mokom Petur so it says that would be like an iskapa, Noitel me balabayas vinoisen lo you can take from the homeowner onto the threshold and pass it back to the owner. Noitel ma oni venoisen lo you can take from the Oni, I from the Rashisar Rabim onto this Mokompatur and pass it back to them. Well Vivod Shalloh Yitel me balabaias oni when my oni venoisen la balabayas as long as you don't take from the balabayas and give it to the oni or the other way round, The Im Peturim. But if you do, so you're standing on the threshold and you take it from the Balabais and you give it to an Oni or the other way round, then you would, all three of you would be Potur. Again, okay, because the Mokom But really you can pass on to Mokom and really you can pass well, from Rishus uh, HaYochid, Mokom Petur, into Rishus HaRabim, Dor The reason, however, Chazal came and made a Gezerah that if people see you passing from Rishush HaYochit to Rishush HaRabim, they're going to say, look, carrying isn't such a big deal. It will come to Zilzul Shabbos. People will be more careless about carrying and therefore they said, you're not allowed to do that. I ever learned, Now, this Iskupa is not a Mokom patur. This threshold is not a patur. What's It's actually a jewel, says bizman when the door is open it's like inside the house no when the door's closed the threshold is like outside it seems like a you know a step just outside a person's house before they'd walk down the stairs into ishos harabim so that sort of stairway that would be the what we're discussing here. So again the Chachomim holds it it's a mokumputur, okay. Rebimah holds it depends. If the iskupa was actually tent fokim ha and wide as four, then it's its own Rushus, obviously a Rishusha Now for the next few pages of the Gomorrah, we're going to analyze this Brysa. So we're going to start with the opening line of the b- Brysa. says we said so we mentioned there are four ishus, and then we said What's a And we gave the example of the ditch and the, on top of the wall, an a area of four fenced in by a 10 wall. And then at the end of this, we said, Zuhir Rosh and this is a Rosh Hashayochit. So the question says, Limutama, what's it coming to include? Again, it's not necessary to tell me a Rosh Hashayochit is X. And then end off the sentence, this is a Roshis HaYochit. Clearly, the ending of the sentence, this is a Roshis is to exclude something. So he says, Limutai Tehoda Rebbe Yehuda. To exclude from Rebbe Yehuda. The Tani, who taught in a bride, say, Yes, yes, Eralkain Omer Rebbe Yehuda. Further, Rebbe Yehuda says, Mi shi'e shlob botim bishnei Rabim. Oise lechem ikan ikan, ikan, ikan. Vanoise, vanoise If a person has two properties, on either side of the... On either side of this public thoroughfare, uh, the street, he can put a lehi on either side or a kohar on either side and he can carry between the two. What's a lechi? So this is an Eruv. Lechi is the side post. Ah, you take a wooden beam and you put it next to the wall so it looks... you got the two sides and you put a wooden beam next to the one wall that kind of closes it makes it look like a third wall and then you'd put one on the other side so you'd have this passageway in between with these two side posts a so kore is the cross beam so you put a cross beam across the one side of the street and across the other side of the street again this is we're discussing perpendicular to your two houses because you want to walk from your one house to your second house through the Rishisarabim so you set up these two either the lehi the side post or the kore the cross beam on either side and you now have a Rishus Hayochid that you carry in it. it says, they told him you can't make a Rishus Harabim with this. Interesting enough, basically Ribura holds by the fact that there's two walls, one on either side of this Rishus Harabim, it's actually really Darais a Rishus Hayochid. The two walls now it, make it considered an enclosed area and it's a Rishus Hayochid. However, there's a gzera that you can't carry even in an area that's fenced in with just three walls. That's by the Mabwe. If you think about the Mabwe that we mentioned, it's got a wall, the one wall of the one side of the Mabwe, the other side of the Mabwe, and the wall at the back of the Mabwe. That makes it a cul-de-sac. So it's three walls. You're not allowed to carry in there when it runs straight into the Rishas Harabim because it looks because kind of, it's so connected to Rishas Harabim, it looks like the Rishas Harabim. You'd have to put a lehi, either a side post adjacent to the end of the Mabui, or a Koira a crossbeam. Now, um, Rebbe Yehuda holds, you can do the same thing here. You've got two walls on either side, so put a Lechi on other side, or a crossbeam, a koira on either side, and then you've got your Eruv around your Rishis Says It says, why? So, so that's, the, that's what we excluded from. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you can do this. You can have the street and make it a Rishush Hayochid that you can carry in. According to the Rabbonin, they said, No, Zuhi Rishus Hayochid, I, I, the one that is fed in from four sides, that's Rishush Hayochid and you can't carry here. Um, of my Korolei gemura. why do they call it a Rishush Hayochid gemura? complete Rishus Hayochid? That seems to imply there's a semi-Rishush Hayochid as well. So he says, No. Yeah. Before I go on out, I just want to explain two terms um, that the Gomorrah sometimes uses. Letaltel and Zorak. Letaltel means to carry within that area and lezoirek means to throw from one reshus into that area. When we say letaltel, we're highlighting that it's a ishu Because it would mean that area, strictly speaking, you could carry, but the rabbis came along and said you can't carry. So that would be a Isu de Rabbonin. Zoyret is highlighting if it's a Isu de Oraisa. Because what would it be? Throwing from the Rishus Arabim into this area... If it's, if you can't throw... Or if you hive if you throw it, means that area is really a Rishus HaYochit. If, strictly speaking, you throw from the Rishus Arabim into that area... Or Rishus HaYochit into that area you would be able to tell whether it's Dorais or Darabonin. So if I might, Korilegum, yeah. The second point, we mentioned, according to Rabbi Yehuda, what makes it a Rishus Hayochid? As long as it has two walls. So we might think, now, and we mentioned, how do you get out of it being a Rishus Hayochid? Or well, similarly, when you have three walls, how do you get out of it being, sorry, how do you get out of it being a Rishus Arabim Durabbonen? when it's got two walls or when we said even if there are three walls how do you get out of it being how do we allow you to carry in it so you have to put a lechi or a crossbar maybe the rabbis agree to Rebbe Yehuda this is what we can say maybe the rabbis agree to Rebbe Yehuda that two walls make it a Rishush Hayochid and Rebbe Yehuda holds and it's sufficient to put a koire or a lechi on either side in place of the third and fourth wall and the Rabbonnethold, no, in that case where it goes straight through, it's not sufficient. But strictly speaking, it would be a reshuz Um that's what we might have thought. It says, the That is not a That you can't carry in it. Granted, it's got two walls. So it's a Rosh And the rabbis come along and say you can't carry in it. Maybe that greet Rabbi that you can't throw into it. If you throw from the street, into that area between the two houses, where there are two walls, you'd be high of, because you threw, Doraisa, you threw from her, Rishusha Rabbi Maybe they agreed to Reb Kamashmalan, Kamash Malan, the Bryce is coming to teach us, Gemurah, no, it has to be completely enclosed. Right, so we have a major machlokes Reb and Rabbonim here, how to define Rishusha Yochik. In other words, let's. if we start from the other way, it will be a little bit simpler. We have a major machlokes Reb in and Rabbonim, Rebbe Rebihuda, it's considered Rishi HaYochit as long as it's closed from two sides. Even this public thoroughfare, as long as it's closed from two sides, it's Rishi HaYochit. Comes along the Rabbonin and says, no, it has to be closed. I mean, it's a debate whether Gemura means it has to be closed on all four sides. Or, does it have to be closed on three sides, but it has to be closed more than just two sides. Let's just, for simplicity's sake, say it has to be closed on four sides. So that's the first focus. So now... This area between the two houses, according to the rabbanon, is a proper public rishus harabim. So you definitely can't carry there. And putting up an Eruv doesn't help. An Eruv only helps when it's a when it's a rishus harabim to rabbanon, and you need to make some sort of indication that it's now enclosed. It's now uh, an enclosed area, and it's re- and basically take it back to its Doraisa status of rishus hayochid. So that's. Uh, that's where you saw Rabbi holds. holds. Well, it's strictly speaking, since it's between two walls, it's Rishus Hayochit. So you can put up a lechi on either side of the two walls, and then there to kind of close off the third and fourth side, or a cross beam on the third and fourth side, and you've done your built your arov and you can carry within that area. Kuntir Now, No, there are only two walls. That's a proper Rishus Harabim. There's nothing you can do. I guess besides building an actual wall to take it out of that status of uh, Rishus Harabim. Okay, a little bit of a tricky piece but um, I think those that, those are the main points. omamah. Um, 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 we mentioned in the Braises, Zuhi Rishus Harabim, this is a Rishus Harabim. Uh, we, we said again, what's a Rishus Harabim? We gave a few examples and we said, this is a Rishus Harabim. So Limutay Ma, what's the coming to exude? So Limutay Edith to Yudah, another teaching of Reb The nine. Rebbe Yehud, uh, Yeah, before we go into the example, just to describe the case, if you have a well in the middle of the public domain, they would often have that in the middle of the town square, you know, everyone needs to feed the animals, etc., give the animals to drink, etc., they'd have a well. That well is generally a Rishul Sayachid, because it's a deep pit, tent for him, surrounded by walls. So it's Rishul And the area around it is Rishul Sarabim, it's a public square where everyone's walking past. So, Chazal wanted to set up a solution that those who travel up to um, Jerusalem for the three festivals have a way that they can use the wells on Shabbos. Again, how I've just described the wells, it's impossible because as soon as you take water from in the well to just outside the well, you've carried from Rosh to Rosh Hashayochit, you have a or So, what did they do? They set up they would ha- they set up on each of the corners. They would put L-shaped boards and amaban ama, and uh, around the well, obviously a distance of a well, so people could gather within those. So on each of the four corners, you'd have a L, an L, and an L, and uh, and w- and okay, our scroll have a very nice picture. Um, each each of the four corners would have an L, and that would make the area within those boards. So you can take from the well into those that um, area, and uh, and the, the, and you could drink, and people could drink, and feed that, give the animals, etc., to drink there. Um. Oh, so so they mentioned the two of the boards, let's say on the north side, the, the Amma from each corner going in, they would have to be within ten Ammas of each other. Because then it's still considered together. If it's wider, then you run into trouble because then it's too open. Now there's a Machlokas, what we're going to bring in now. Machlokas Reb says, what happens if everyone walks through between those two, between the boards? So he says that uh, defeats the purpose. I, um, it's now a public thoroughfare, so t- breaks, that those those boards were, those L-shaped uh, boards, again, ten for him high on opposite corners, that you put kind of to make it a fair, to make it anything. Pardon? Sorry? Well, they're not there to be obstacles, they're there to be walls around the well. That's what they're serving as, they're the walls around the well to make it a Rishush So, but if people are, everyone's cutting through well, then he says they're not. It's still a public thoroughfare. Whereas the and hold no by the fact that they're their walls. No matter how many people walk through your garden, it's still a rishus hayochid if it's fenced in. That's kind of what the rabbanon want to say. So he says, so limuta to exclude another teaching of rebuyuda. The tnan Rabbi or says im hoy harabi Rabbi says if everyone's walking through there. Then you have to move them to the side. You have to tell people to walk around the well. Walk around the well. We don't want you to walk, cut through the... Let's call it the fenced-in well. We don't want you to cut through there because then you make it a Rishus Harabim. You have to walk around. Whereas the and weren't concerned about that. So again, how do we tie this in? Remember, we said, what's a Rishus Harabim? And we gave the definition of the public thoroughfare, the highways, the main streets of a town, the public squares, the plaza... Those are all Rishus Arabim? Zuhi, Rishus Harabim. this is Rishus Arabim. What are we excluding? This Rebbe Yehuda who says if everyone walks between these boards, it's still this fenced in well. It's called uh it's called the Rishus We're excluding that, that is not called a Rishus Harabim. That's the second one. There's oh, but then so why did they call it a complete Rishus Harabim? There's no did that Taneratia Gemura, Tananami Sefer Since in the Rashi we called it a complete Rishus HaYochid, we want to also call it a complete Rishus HaRabim. But this, that, as a complete Rishus HaRabim is not coming to teach us anything. Again, why in the Sefer did we call it a complete? We meant that it has to be completely surrounded. Having two walls doesn't make it a Rishus HaYochid. You have to have three, three or four walls. Now the Gemura asks, um, why don't we include a desert in the list of items that are Rosh like we find in the following Brysa? What's considered paltia Husarabim? The main highways and the public uh, squares, and the main streets that are open on either end. And a desert. So it's not difficult. I'll tell you what, how Brysa leaves out. Midbar, from its list of Rishusharabim, Kanbizman kan That's when B'nai Yisrael were in the desert, and now we're speaking about nowadays. When B'nai Yisrael were in the desert, then the desert is Rishusharabim, because you have 600,000 people tra- traversing the desert. When nowadays, when there's hardly anyone traveling through the desert, then it's not a Rishusharabim, and that's why it's not included in Rishusharabim. Very interestingly, this is the source. I'm sure you've heard the famous opinion, and this is what just about every city that has an Eruv relies on, or every area that has an Eruv, that to be a rishus Sarabim, you have to have 600,000 people either able to congregate there or walking through there, every like the camp in the desert. That's where this is one of the sources for that 600,000 Amba. Other rishonim, I think amongst them, the Rambam. Don't hold for that. They'll have to learn... Slightly different; they have to learn the sugi a little bit differently. But they don't hold for that. But again, the opinions that learn that for it to be considered a shush harabim toraisa, so they have to be six hundred thousand people. That's from uh, this is one of the sources because we said yeah. Maybe if the Rambam, because I don't think the Rambam does. Rambam holds it's got to do with size, not with number of people traversing it. Okay. Um says omamar. Then we mentioned in the Braisa... Mentioned that if a person carries from Rishus to Resush Arabim or the other way around, if he does it by mistake he's chaivachatas, and if he does it on purpose he's Khoras and Obviously if he carries by mistake from Rishushi to Reshus Arabim he's chaivachatas. He says, no, it's No, it's coming to teach us the Chirush that if he did it on purpose he gets khores and skilla He says, that's also obvious. One of the 13 HaMalochas is carrying from Rishus HaYochit to Rishus So why do you need to tell me? Firstly, if he does it by mistake, he's Chava Khatas, That's obvious. And secondly, that uh, oh Kores and uh, Skiller. that's also obvious. The standard Dinim of Maloche. Read the Chumash and you'll know this. So he says, no. Hokamash Malankad Rav. He's coming to teach us like Rav, like Rav To Omar Rav Storim Rav says, I found this hidden scroll of Rebichirs because of Bo Isi Ben Yehuda Aimer, and he wrote on it Isi Ben Yehuda said, There are 40 Melochas less one, there are 39 Melochas, and you can only be Chav one. A other meaning is that if you transgress all 39 Melochas with forgetting that they're Melochas, you can only be Chav one Chata. So you bake and you write and you carry, and you do all the malachas, you only have one we learned in our mission later on in the there are 39 malochas and they analyzed it, and they, were, they discussed it, why mention the number? what difference does it make that there are 39 Malochas? just teach us the definitions of the malochas remember there are many more told us anyway, so why tell me the number, why specify it? and not only that, we go ahead and list them Rabbi Yochanan says it's coming to teach us that if you in one lapse of awareness you do all 39 malachas you have a separate khatas for each one. So you could almost the maximum khatas you could be khatis is 39. At the moment that's how we're thinking. Um, and that's what has come to us. But again, we said that Isi ben Yehuda came along and said that if you do all 39 malochas, you have one chattas. But we know clearly from the Mishnah later on that you actually have 39. So he says, no. What Isi ben Yehuda, what, what really said on Isi ben Yehuda's um, manuscript was, you only, and you're not chai for one of them. Oh, what's that saying? There are actually only 39 melochas that you'd be ha'av skiller for. 38 melochas. Of the 13 melochas, one of them, the punishment is not skila. It says, Vohol kamach malan, and this is what it's coming to teach us. Ho mei hanach This this is one of them that we're in no doubt about your ha'av skiller. So again, just in summary, this last point, and then to bring out a, another interesting point, is uh, Okay. Yeah, so we said there's 39, We know there are thirteen malachas. The main reason it's telling us that is that you could be chayav separate common chatters for each of them. Rav had this Megillah story from Rabbi Chia that said according to Rabbi, uh, Isi according to Issi ben Yehuda, there's one of them that you're not know chayav skilaf for. And Al prizer which says if you carry from Rishus HaRamim to Rishus Hayochid, and the, or the other way, well, the other way, you are chayav skiller. To tell us this is one of the 13. Isi Ben Yehuda didn't tell us which one you're not chazkir on. He just said one of them you're not chazkir on. So this is one that you would be chazkir on. All the other 38 will have to try and work out which one it is. But this is one that you are chaz. Just an interesting point, and we'll leave this source. What's a megillah story? So remember, there's a isur. Literally, it means a hidden megillah, a hidden manuscript, a hidden scroll. So, in the times of the Tannaim, uh, well, according to the Torah, you're not allowed to write Torah Shaval Tei down. It's a uh, isu to write down Torah Shaval Tei. And in the, and the Rebbe came along, and that's what we learned towards the end of the Seches um, The phrase of Eislasos Torah uh, Sechos. Sometimes you need to act for Hashem, and and now part of his Torah, Rebbe saw that it would be forgotten. And he wrote down the Mishnah. But before that, it was Osur and no one would write down the Mishnah. What would an Atana do when there was a novel opinion, a new approach, and he wanted to make a note to remember it? So he'd make like not a proper sefer that would be distributed. He'd have a Megillah story, his own personal notes that he'd kind of keep secret. And that was to get out of this uh, this Isur of writing down Torah Shebisav, and the Maritz Chaios, interesting Maritz Hayes, but he seems to highlight that it's got to do with, uh, it might only be a problem if it's for a public drosha, like notes for the notes for the public. But if it's just your own personal notes, it might not be as much of a problem. But either way, the Megillah Storim is their own personal notes of a novel opinion or opinion that they, that they were worried they'd forget, and they, or a, yeah, a new idea that they were worried they'd forget, that just make, a, let's call it casual notes. And that's what this Megillah Storim is. Yeah, we'll leave it there.